Well, what's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilgerson and Andrew Ellis coming to you on this another beautiful day, beautiful Wednesday yeah. here in downtown Fayetteville. Another episode of the Natty State Six Pack. Uh, man, we're getting a run of uh, of sunny, clear skies here. It, it beats the hell out of fog and ice and rain and all that stupid stuff that's been going on. So, well, good as, day. as we've learned this week, it's, it's parking ticket weather. That, that, the that weather is, is good enough <laughs> for them to give you a parking ticket. How uh, many parking tickets have you received in the last week? I didn't get one yesterday. I don't know what happened if I just got lost in the shuffle. I think two or three, okay, at least two. Uh, I lost one of them, so I don't. I mean, hopefully, hopefully the the city of Fayetteville, we can call a truce. But yeah, yeah I'm, uh, hope, man. I mean, you know, John said he'll take care of it, but we'll see. Yeah, hey, yo, boss, we need uh, we yeah. need those passes. So <laughs> um, I've been with John when he's gotten like three at least. <laughs> like every time yeah. I go, to, I, I ride with John anywhere, he's like wiping four of them. His windshield wipers are just yeah, opens the glove them. compartment, they just fall out. Like <laughs> yeah. Curtis, by the way, we we like to test our. Uh, we know you watch ball and you know ball. Okay. And we and, and Scotty likes to test our ball knowledge every now and then. As a friend, what, which one of my sports allegiances do you think I am repping underneath this hoodie? Um, I'll give you a hint. This is one of my top three sports allegiances. Well, I don't think it's the Houston Texans because you wore no. a Houston Texans shirt yesterday. That would be gross. You're wearing it? an Astros hat, so I'm guessing you're not wearing an Astros shirt. Rockets. No. You were, your, your brain was doing the right thing. Pelicans. Not necessarily a sports team. Sports oh. allegiance. Oh. Man, yeah, I don't know. What do you, you got for me? Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, dang it. The yeah. bantamweight champion of the world in the UFC. On the back, it's got like a big ring and everything. I'm repping, I'm repping the Sugar Show on, the, on Dude, the show today. you're going to be on a different level when his fight comes up on this show. I can't wait. We're going we're gonna to live stream you just watching that fight is what we're going to do, and it's going to be the most <laughs> hit piece that we've ever had. <laughs> well, guys, wait. for you know anyone that's wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about UFC a little bit, but uh, the last two times Sean O'Malley has fought, Curtis has been with me. One time in B-dubs, which got a, yep. a nice loud reaction. Shout out to our buddy Andrew Hutchinson. He was also there. Yes. Um, and then the last time at uh, Hillary's old apartment. That was a, that was a fun time, which were, which which ended up having people come check on us to make sure that I wasn't. They thought there was a domestic dispute happening. Thought you were an abuser. Yeah. That's... To be fair, I was yelling, <laughs> "Get the f out! Get the f out! Get the f out!" As Cut the chin. As the finishing <laughs> as the finishing sequence was happening, so there, there was some concerned people uh, in, in the apartment building. But uh, there's nothing anyways. better than watching UFC with Andrew Ellis. It really gets no better than that. It's, it's awesome. No. So, well, we got a lot to get into today, Curtis. We do. What you, uh, what you, how you feeling? Uh, I feel good, mainly because you know there's more uh, more trouble on Rocky Top, Tennessee. Just <laughs> man, they just can't uh, can't seem to figure it out. Like there's always trouble there whether it's like bruce pearl's illegal barbecues or jeremy yeah. pruitt's mcdonald's bags and and now they're one of the first schools here that, that's getting invested or investigated for um nil violations shout out to the ncaa for pretending they have any power i yeah. guess but i just i just more than anything i just love that it's tennessee you know I do like too. it's always them uh well you know yesterday on the show we said that it's kind of like a sign of respect if you get caught cheating because it's yeah. like they don't investigate people for cheating if you suck. You know, if you're Correct. bad, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. UMass football, the NCAA is not, gonna, not knocking down their door looking for what's going on. They know they're bad. Um, and so it's like kind of a sign of respect. But I want to ask you this, Curtis. Ole Miss got popped for cheating back in 2014, I believe, because with their number one recruiting class with Laquan Treadwell and all those guys. Which team has had less success that got caught cheating? 
You know, if you're going to get caught <laughs> cheating, and then look, Tennessee's had some good football. I mean, you know, that team with Hendon Hooker was really good. They were. That Ole Miss team had a couple decent, de- decent teams there. But it's like, if you're going to get caught cheating, you better, like, at least have won a natty or, like, made a playoff or, like, done something. It's like, it's kind of, I feel like yeah. Tennessee, this is the least amount of success a sports department has had that has got caught cheating. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't yeah. even go to a Final Four. They didn't go, like, just, just a pretty good football, pretty good athletics across the board. Baseball's been good. It's tough to get caught cheating when you're just like a pretty good team. It's true, and it's a good point. It's like a program wide deal. Like you know, mentioned the Bruce Pearl yeah. thing, which looking at back at it in hindsight, it's like oh, he had uh, the Aaron Craft kid over at a barbecue he wasn't supposed to be at. That's Shout like when Kelvin Sampson, yeah, for, uh, oh, for yeah, being the undoing of, of Bruce Pearl at Tennessee. That was like when Kelvin Sampson was like making the extra phone calls that weren't permissible, and people were like, oh, get him out, you know? Yeah. But so you got that with hoops, and then obviously. You know, the whole deal with Pruitt and the football program. Now this going on. You even had, wasn't Vitello playing or he, he got accused of tampering or something so they, with a guy last year? There that, was a lot of tampering allegations, uh, <laughs> some of which DVH threw right in his face in their argument on the field that one time. I do like Because that. that was kind of what yeah. it was over. But <laughs> Tennessee's also had the weird stuff with the bats in baseball. Oh, yeah. Which their fans are really upset about. I mean, they got point blank caught using an illegal bat yeah. mid-game. You could argue it was an accident, whatever. I don't care. You know, there, there's just a lot of stuff going on, but uh, yeah. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, exactly. Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> man. That's, that, that was the, uh, the yeah. thing. I wanted to uh, pull up. There was this Ross Dellinger tweet. And look, mm-hmm. Curtis and I are not very smart guys, so a lot of this stuff, we don't really know what it means. We're just kind of riffing. But uh, it does seem like the states of Tennessee and Virginia, from what I can tell, haven't read the whole document because too long, didn't read, but it seems like the states are kind of pushing back against yeah. the NCAA in terms of any – legislation you know like in terms of any getting people in trouble for nil stuff they're basically saying hey you guys can't can't really oversee this they're basically pushing back um, i'm looking to uh i'm anxious to get more details on it but yeah it seems like i mean basically those states have i mean they filed a lawsuit against the ncaa and i guess it's like a restraining order yeah it's essentially looking to kind of like immediately suspend any of their ability yeah. to enforce NIL. And so like if that <laughs> how about if it goes through this? you get caught I mean, cheating and you're like, well let's just quit uh having rules altogether. Let's just stop doing that. How about the, that? And the beauty of it is like the attorney general and the governor in the state of yeah. Tennessee are like, hell yeah. Well that's <laughs> why like, this feels like a bigger story than Tennessee getting caught cheating. Because look guys, right. we're making fun of Tennessee. It's funny to make fun of programs when they get we're not sitting here acting actually truly believing that all three of Arkansas sports programs don't cheat that they haven't done some weird stuff every now and then they're just better at it like yeah they're better at it they haven't gotten caught and again to our point (laughs) haven't had enough success to warrant the investigation so maybe that's also true but uh so maybe if DVH gets this natty he'll get uh he'll get some investigations that's what we're hoping that's that's all you can hope for as a sports coach is that your team is getting investigated for cheating um, but yeah, I don't, we're not naive enough to think that this stuff doesn't happen everywhere. So mm. Tennessee getting caught cheating is funny, but I do think the bigger story here is that like it's now leading to a bigger conversation, which is how are the NCAA and these states and these programs and the conferences and how how are they going to go about this? And if these states have success, you know, getting the NCAA to not enforce its recruiting policies, it's going to be kind of fascinating. And so I, I truly believe I've said this a few times now, Curtis. I really truly in my heart believe that in thirty years. We will just watch SEC sports, and who knows how many teams will be in the conference about that, but maybe 30. We will watch the SEC like it's a sports league of its own, Mm -hmm. and the Big Ten will almost be a sports league of its own. And there will probably be overlap here and there, but I I think there will be a point where 
the conferences almost in, operate independently, and there might only be three major football conferences. Yeah, that, that would not that would not surprise me at all. Uh, really anxious to see how this all plays out because it could, you know, theoretically change the game. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, is that one beer down, or are we? That is one. That's that is one, one beer, beer down, down, and and now we're moving on to the hard we're stuff. Mo- yeah, I'm like, say. <laughs> uh, Andrew, let me ask you a question, man. Like, it, has a night that involved tequila ever actually ended well? I don't know that it ever has for me. <sighs> the only I reason recall. I can think is if you are really doing it in moderate. If you're if you're like me, where you get asked to do the one tequila shot, mm. and you like pony up and you get through it and then you stop there that's the yeah. only time you can have a good time with tequila yeah i'm not a heavy drinker so i'm the worst person to ask for this but i'll tell you curtis <laughs> you know it's who is really a heavy bold <laughs> to try and yeah it's really bold to drink have a 12 hour tequila bender that's the terminology that's being thrown around <laughs> for uh manchester united star marcus ashford rashford who uh here's the the direct quote drank all day Invited Belfast waitress to a nightclub, Love it. dropped wads of cash, and fell into bed fully clothed at 3 a.m. before calling in sick. I respect that move. Like that sentence sounds like a lot of us have had that kind of night. But his job's a little different. <laughs> when you're a star soccer player for Manchester United and you have a game the next day, it's really tough to call in sick. And then, by the way, this story was published at 4.20 a.m., which I think is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Uh, yes. I mean, that this, this story is coming from Male Sport. So shout out to Mail Sport for uh, for breaking the news. But yeah, there's like videos of it. Oh yeah, uh, video. I mean, it's. I was reading some awesome. of the quotes that are pretty funny. It's like he's unhinged. He's got no respect for himself or his team. You know, and he just. Uh, I mean, he look, tied one on, man. Listen, we've heard of this. This kind of stuff happens a lot. Johnny Manziel, we've all known about his stuff. By the way, this guy born nine days before me, Curtis. This is oh, a, okay. this is a young man, yeah. and uh, he he looks like he. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a young, good-looking guy who's rich and famous in Manchester. I think he had a really good time, and so uh, good, good, good for him. Good my, for yeah, Marcus good, Rashford. Yeah, good for him. I, my only thing is like, you should have still shown up for work, like Michael Jordan yeah, did for the play. flu game. You know, especially so soccer, where it's like. But I will say, being hungover and playing soccer, where you're just all you're doing is running. Moving. Yeah, <laughs> it's all you do is run. Like baseball. You could pretty much like you could a DH could easily play hungover and oh, yeah. you know I'm sure you'd strike out but it's like they could play and it'd be fine. Soccer's a tough sport to play hungover. A lot of pitchers are drunk when they go out on the mound. They sit. I there mean, for bench two warmers. Hours that was and, like a key yeah. plot in bench warmers. They had to get the guy <laughs> drunk so he could uh, so he would struggle. There's nothing from fa- but facts that comes from that. So you know, is this guy going to be basically that where it's like the soccer teams have to like send over the alcohol and get the guy to uh, you know. Listen, I think uh, he may need to consider a, a new sponsorship with Natty State Sports. I think we could run PR for him. And uh, yeah, that's know. what Mark. That's what this Manchester United soccer star needs is us to run PR for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, like he might be a tequila guy. I know we've got like, yeah. about ten cases of Tito's handmade vodka just floating around yeah. in a literally in our just sitting. Here, so. You can't see him on camera, but there's literally <laughs> just a box of stuff just yeah, sitting. So if he there. wants to change it up, maybe he should hit us up. Like we're just throwing it out there. It's fine. Yeah, I, I respect that a lot. And uh, man, I just I, I really I love stories like this because it just reminds you that like these are normal people you know like and i know this isn't a normal thing that it's not like we do this every day but it's just kind of funny to see stuff like this happen so uh i respect it yeah fair uh fair play to you yeah absolutely two beers down and, and apparently a tequila shot or yeah. 40 uh, speaking of shots and speaking being of shots and drunks yeah that, what a great segue we keep doing this and it's organic I didn't mean like to it's do that, you yeah. know 
um, we just we we kind of consider what we want to talk about, and we just throw the topics down, and just it just works sometimes, and it definitely did in this case. I mean, drunk Jeff Goodman strikes again. Like, have you seen all this stuff with him? <laughs> so I it, saw his statement. I've seen the I've seen the <laughs> DMs. I've seen him. I don't even remember at this point why he was DMing the guy, but okay. So uh, essentially, um, Ed Cooley, who is the Providence head coach, oh, yeah. and he was like a he's like the hometown hero there, and you know, love they, Ed Cooley. They loved you, him. I used to love Ed Cooley. I yeah, guess. yeah, Nowadays. exactly. Um, so he dipped for Georgetown. It pissed a lot of people off the way it went down. Uh, but but what happened is like essentially somebody on Twitter uh, basically created this documentary about it, leading up to the. Georgetown going to Providence and playing last mm-hmm. week, and that, and that game was wild, by the way. But uh, created that, and it paints Cooley in, in kind of a bad light because of you know, a Providence right. deal or whatever. The Friars, not a fan? I guess not. And, and so, But he did it under an account name that basically made it look like he was affiliated with the Big East Conference, like it had Big East or whatever mm-hmm. in, the, in the thing there. And so Goodman, he took exception to that. Um, and sort of DMing this dude all kinds of out of pocket stuff about getting sued and losing money and looking good. Big, in uh, big, big East defender Jeff Goodman. Like, yeah, why, and, and here's the thing though. It's, here's some here's some insider stuff for you. All okay, right, let's hear. It. Um, me and John Neighbors were in Buffalo at our hotel um, during the NCAA tournament, and it was the the downstairs bar of the hotel, and we see Jeff Goodman and Ed Cooley walk in. And they're having drinks and they're playing shuffleboard together in the back. All <laughs> right. And that's a, I mean, Jeff Goodman and Ed Cooley playing shuffleboard. It's like, yeah, of course. And so we're watching this, but like, it's very apparent, like they're boys. Right. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, he took exception to that and went in on this dude. And yeah, then he had the, uh, he issued the public apology last night, but it wasn't really an apology. It's, it's what you'd expect from he was, Goodman. He was basically like, I was mad and I shouldn't have done it, but also like, I stand by everything yeah, I said. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was very it, weird, and that's like classic Jed, Jeff yes. Goodman. And look, like we, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've we've made fun of Jeff Goodman a good bit. Like, yeah, uh, whether it's on this program, previous programs, he's earned the it. John Neighbors show. We make fun of Jeff Goodman a good bit. But honestly, I don't hate the guy at all. Like, no. I like to, you know, he he has his weird hills that he dies on, like shooters. Yeah, like sh- like Arkansas not being able to shoot, like uh, Mike Anderson sucking. You remember he like really? Oh, that was weird. He literally weird I remember him tweeting after Mike Anderson got hired by St. John, and he's like, not only is this a bad hire. Mike Anderson should not have a job as a collegiate head coach. And it's like, Brian, like, look, I know there are a lot of Arkansas fans aren't even crazy about Mike. And I know you've, you've had your criticism of Mike, but it's like, we're, we're saying this, we're like dogging this guy. And like, that's a weird guy to do that over. Yeah, you he's know? not John Pelfrey. It's just a weird guy to have so much animosity towards, you right. know, like I don't, if you, if you truly, and you're like losing sleep and you hate Mike Anderson, you're a weirdo, you know, like if you, if you think he's an underrated or an average coach or a below average coach, like whatever, if you like, I really hate him, and Jeff Goodman hated him, and so I thought that was always so funny, and I love that he like really couldn't get over Arkansas not having shooters. But oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, I think he just he was defending his boy and did it weirdly. Yeah. Who among us hasn't drunkenly defended our homeboy and made DMs. an ass of ourselves? Yeah. And the screenshots uh, live forever. Like he should have right. known that that was going to get you know put on. Also, blast no, you're everywhere. Jeff Goodman doing yeah. stuff like this. Like if at least have the decency to to get a burner account and start yelling at him on yeah. that. I mean, geez. come on, man, right? Wait, wait. Whenever anything happens and one of my boys wants to, you know, defend me, I have I have a friend named Michael who I've referenced a ton, has a burner account on deck in case in <laughs> case he needs to hop in the weeds. <laughs> Jeff Goodman, just get a burner account, dude. Like it's really not that hard. Come on, and he's one of my favorite all time moments since I uh, started working on the Arkansas beat is uh, being in Vegas last year covering the game and 
it was me, then Scotty, and then Jeff, Jeff Goodman. Goodman. And Goodman, like, I'm really not throwing shade here, but he looks like he's got a mouthful of nuts at all times, like, like chipmunk cheeks there. Um, and so he's just got spit flying all the time. And, and dude, anytime anything was said about Arkansas, like, he was just going off about their lack of shooters. Yeah. Like it was which nuts, by the way man. like it's like we did that same thing but we did it in like November and then we kind of yes. realized and we were like all right this team can't shoot let's move on yeah. it was like Adama Sonogo grabs an offensive rebound and dunks it it's don't have shooters and it's and Scotty's just right there like absorbing it all in and it was just it couldn't just have happened to a better guy than Scotty but yeah it was yeah. hilarious dude. the one thing I hilarious. will say about Jeff Goodman and look this weird drunken rant is kind of the uh, the product of this but he really does eat sleep live breathe basketball that he does and that's what i can respect about because there's a lot of weird figures in college sports like weird people <laughs> that like especially national guys that cover the sport some of them are like the coolest people you'll ever meet like the that are like awesome at their job and like truly respected by everyone but then there's like the guys that just seem to rub every, a lot of them seem to rub everyone the wrong way mm. and jeff goodman's one of those dudes but I, at, at least him and guys like him and rothstein they're just basketball dudes at the end they of the are. day and so like i respect that so it's like jeff oh. i feel like we're making fun of you we do. We, we we rock with what you're doing. It's just you're easy. You, yeah. Sometimes you do stuff that's stupid, and we'd like to make fun of Listen, it. Listen, so if you ever come to Bud Walton Arena, like come to Natty States, we're like we'll drink yeah. with you, dude. Yeah, we will 100%. drink with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll do that, no doubt about it. Um, wow, we're, we're we're halfway through the six pack already. We're talking about all these other people, you know, going on benders, and we've been talking for 17 minutes, and we're you know halfway through a sixer here. Um, <laughs> listen, this NBA draft class, dude. Uh, when people were wondering during the combine and everything last summer, when we were like, you know, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Ricky Council or yeah. Jordan Walsh to come back to school. You know why? Because they'd be lottery picks Dude. right now. Okay. So Scotty sent us a, a text. Man. I guess it was yesterday morning, and it was yeah. like the updated two-round mock of Bleacher Report. Yeah, and, uh, and that's it's Jonathan Wasserman. He does a great job. Right, and I was yeah. gonna say there's like Bleacher Report we can talk about, but there's plenty of draft you know that's the mm -hmm. one thing is like nba draft they do actually cover pretty well and uh, and again this is not like a definitive but it's just kind of the consensus of what's happening here the number one overall pick alexandre Saar, who again comes from uh overseas he's playing in perth right now in australia from france he's one of the many international guys on this draft again There's because this draft sucks <laughs> his pro comp is jaron jackson jr fine basketball player Above average basketball player, borderline good, you know, really good uh, defensive player, you know, stretches the floor a little bit. I like the Memphis Grizzlies. He's been a big part. If the number one overall pick, like that's what we're going with, that's the comparison we came up with, Jaren, was that he could be a decent stretch five who protects the rim. And like they were like, all right, that's the number one pick. That's what we're going with. It doesn't. Uh, that's a that's that, a tough one. That doesn't uh, scream franchise changer. The to number me. two overall pick from also from France. His pro comparison is Michael Porter Jr. Again, productive player, <laughs> talented guy, great shooter. You know, love to have him on your team as your fourth best player or whatever. The number two overall pick, that's what we're going with. And, I mean, you can just go down the list. I mean, you can where's talk the, about. Where's the first American? Um, well, do you count Ron Holland as American? I do count Ron Holland. And so, and then I was going to ask you who the first college player uh, okay. was. Okay, I was going to say, right. well, he's, he's American, yeah. not college. But Ron yeah. Holland is projected to go fourth. Okay. Again, his comparison, and his pro comparison is Cam Whitmore on this article. Now, look, we can argue about whether that's accurate. I think there's some <laughs> other guys. Harrison Barnes gives me, uh, I, like, Ron Holland gives me Harrison Barnes vibes that's a little bit. A great, great I like that comp. comp. Yeah. 
I d- that came up out of the. I didn't even think about that until well twenty done. seconds ago. That's really good. But when yeah. I just thought about it, I was like, "What's a better one?" Cam Whitmore. For those that don't know, played at Villanova last year. Like a pretty good rookie for the Rockets. He's having. Mm. He scored twenty points the other night. Like he's having a nice rookie year. Was he the one that dropped number four in the draft? overall pick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he fell. He fell to like the twenties in the draft. Again, went twenty whatever in this draft, and you have the number four overall pick being That's compared to him. It's like the 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 level of play. And again, we haven't mentioned any college players. Looks like the first college player is Cody Williams from Colorado. Never heard of him. Me either, genuinely. And, I know the name. Look, I've never watched him play. And look, and look, I, I watch college basketball and like I watch the draft a good bit. Not as much as I used to. I used to literally Curtis, I used to make fake mock drafts of the NBA oh, yeah. draft. Like yeah. 2016, 17, 18, when I was in college, me and my buddies, that's what we did. We talked NBA draft, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, like that draft. Right. I remember arguing up and down that Donovan Mitchell sucked. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell does not suck, guys. I'm sorry. He doesn't suck. But, uh, (laughs) again, this Colorado kid, the reason you haven't heard of him is because his pro comparison is Jaden McDaniels. Never heard of him. Again, not the Heisman winner, (laughs) Jaden Daniels. Jaden McDaniels. Right. Like a stretch four for the uh, Wolves off the bench. Like – yeah, and here's the just a little weird. Like some of these, Rob Dillingham from Kentucky, who did not play against Arkansas, he's projected to go shame. sixth overall. Yeah, again, like Rob Dillingham, nice player, love him. Is he a top six pick? Is that what we're rolling with? Is but Reed Shepard a lottery? Reed pick? Reed Shepard you know? is projected to go. I believe it's ninth overall. Yes, no, no, ninth. Ninth overall is uh oh, Filipowski is supposed to go ninth. Reed Shepard is supposed to go twelfth. Okay, so that is yeah, crazy. So you've got guys like. Filipowski and Kevin McCuller and Terrence Shannon, who has his own set of other issues right now, uh, Zach Eady, all these guys yeah. like that who literally came back to school because they weren't going to get drafted. Right. Period. Antonio Reeves, I saw him. He's like going to go like thirty-five. Like he's going to border. He's exactly. going to work his way to the first round. Yeah. And all these guys are going to be first round this year. Like, yeah, it is it, crazy. That is absolutely nuts to me. Any Arkansas guys on the list? So the, <laughs> our boy Trevin Brazil, he is on the list. I'm going to have to scroll down a little bit. I believe he was projected to go 47th last I checked. I think he was His Lord pro Matt. comparison, Curtis, Thomas Bryant, the center from Indiana from like a decade ago, who like, you know, again, like a nice, nice player. Like I kind of liked him. Uh, comparing <laughs> Trevin Brazil to Thomas Bryant, I'm not saying even that's, that it's inaccurate or unfair. It just tells you a little bit about this draft class and kind of the fall from grace a lot of these guys have had, um, and it looks like Trevin. I'm scrolling. 50, 55. That's where he is projected to go. 54, sorry. 54, okay. Uh, projected to be picked, picked by the Los Angeles Lakers. So uh, for those, I think there's like always, in any room, there's always like one or two Lakers fans for whatever reason. So interesting. Uh, yeah, I just like looking at this draft, I, I mean, I was stunned by how many people I was like, huh, I really, I don't know if I've seen that guy play. Is he good? And did research to find out they weren't that good. And I'm no. like, man, there's just so many guys in this draft that are going to go like ninth overall. And you're like, I mean, that big guy from Tennessee, Dalton Neck, who is yeah. a good player, great college player, he's projected to go lottery. It's crazy. And I'm just like, man, like, exactly. He's in Northern Colorado first? this time last year. Right. I'm just know? like, this is kind of a little, yeah, it, it's kind of gotten off the rails here. Um, Curtis, uh, did you know that there was a player in this, in, this, in this draft that is projected? His pro comparison was Anthony Black. Um, let me see if I can find where he was projected. His name was Black. Stephon Castle from Stephane UConn. Castle. Uh, by the way, Khalil, Khalil Ware projected to go 25th. In case oh, anyone, there you go. Anyone okay. keep it in eye. But again, Khalil Ware is another one where it's like, I like Khalil. I think Khalil Ware has got a talented skill set. Arkansas First recruited Stephon Castle. Um, I, 
if he's the guy I'm thinking about, he might have been Chance Moore's teammate. I could be wrong. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, Arkansas recruited him. He wound up going to UConn. Nice freshman. Um, I don't know if I see the. The only reason I feel like they're making the Anthony Black comps is because he's a big guard who can't shoot. Yeah, that's that's pretty much we, what they're saying. Yeah, they say that Anthony he Black has can uh, shoot now. His positional strength, his driving and finishing through contact, and his passing. I don't know if Anthony Black's necessarily uh, an A plus finisher, but I think that. I don't know. You know, Anthony really weirdly did play pretty physical at Arkansas. He did. You know, he yeah. was a little bit more physical, but in the NBA, I feel like he's uh honestly, Anthony's NBA rookie year has been a more a, a better microcosm of what he will be as a player than his time at Arkansas. So it's like right. I think he's actually gonna be a better pro than he was a college player, which is yeah. pretty wild to say that. But I think like once it's all said and done, his skill set, he's meant to play with other guys. And so I haven't seen Stefan Castle play a ton, but uh, you know. Seems like uh, he's got a chance. He'll be a first round pick, which apparently everybody is. Uh, Curtis, you know what Anthony? You know where you can get Anthony Black stuff? Alumni Hall. Oh, yeah. You can get all kind of Razorback gear over Love Alumni Hall. The uh, the ultimate Razorback shopping destination. The best fan experience. They got the hats. They got the pet clothes. They got the baby clothes. Swag. The child clothes. The swag. Uh, every color. And hey, we've heard uh, we've heard murmurs. We can't go into details, boys, but. We've heard some murmurs. There might be some new menu items. I say yeah. menu items. Alumni Hall does not sell food. New clothing options. But uh, it's spicy, though. Arkansas baseball. Just saying, if you like Arkansas baseball, you like wearing Arkansas baseball merch, keep an eye on what Alumni Hall's got cooking up. We will leave it at that. If you want to uh, help support Alumni Hall, support us, uh, you can visit nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. Um, yeah, go check them out, and you will not be disappointed. We love Alumni Hall, and every Arkansas fan should, honestly. Uh, love those guys. Yeah, they are they are awesome. Um, we're four beers down. Yeah. Going on to the fifth. Uh, Jake Paul is fighting who? Somebody. I can't even find this brother's name. It's not another know, YouTube name, star, is it? It's it's not a YouTube star. Okay. Apparently, this guy is a is a boxer. Okay. Um, his name is Ryan Borland. B O U R L A N D. See about that life. So his re- this is this is what Jake Paul has done a great job. The guy he just fought in December, Andre August, was another where he was like seven and one as a boxer. But if you look a little closer at the boxing resume, he you had been fighting up. dudes who were two and fifty and stuff like. And by the way. This stuff happens in boxing all the time. So if there's any yeah. boxing fans who were like, hey, that's just how this works, we know. We're saying this. But for the people <laughs> yeah. that are, like, tuning in because they want to see Jake Paul get knocked out, this is not what that is. This is a straight-up puff piece, give Jake Paul a fake guy for him to go beat up, and we'll pretend like he was a good guy. This guy has boxed once in the last six years. Mm. Now, he is a bigger guy, so I don't know if that matters. I think I think he fought at light heavyweight. Like, okay. So he was like a big dude. Well, it's good to see him fight somebody his own size. Well, th- change, that's that's so, nice, yeah. yeah. But uh, look, I mean, he he had his last fight was was uh, under investigation for possible maybe being fixed. Wouldn't be stunned if this sucker was fixed too. But uh, Jake Paul, guys, it's the the jig might be up. Yeah. And look, I don't. I'm not a Jake Paul hater. Like I'm not one of those guys who's like watching, waiting for him to get knocked out. Because I I kind of realize what we're doing here, which is they're just trying to make fun fights. They're trying to make money and. People are letting them make money. Entertainment. It seems like they just now. Now we're, this is this is way less interesting to me than him fighting the MMA guys. Yeah, because at least the MMA guys we know who they are. You know, and Anderson Silva at fifty five years old, 
I still know who Anderson Silva is, and I'm like, oh, right. that, you know, it'd be, be cool to see Anderson yeah. Silva. The Nate Diaz was, thing was cool. Nate Diaz fight it. was awesome. I enjoyed watching that. Like, put on shows and do fun stuff. And look, if you can convince an, a washed-up MMA guy to get knocked out, do it. Um, and I think more people watch, more people invested. Does anyone actually want like, – I know people said that, where they were like, oh, we, let's see Jake Paul against a real boxer. Why do y'all want to see that? If they give him a real boxer, which they gave him Tommy Fury, who's like as low-level a real boxer as you can find. <laughs> and he got out And he lost. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> sure, we could we could totally – let's throw him in there with Canelo, and Canelo will kill him. You want to do it, that? And it's why like, is it that he always calls out Canelo? Like, of all the damn people in the world, like, I just – that would not be my starting point for guys that I would want to fight. I, I guess it's just like, as, as simple as – the biggest name in boxing yeah. as at the moment. And, you know, that's probably that's what Jake Paul's end game is, is trying to somehow convince someone really rich and famous to box him in their prime. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Canelo is going to take the bait. I think Connor will Connor McGregor will take the bait, but it'll be when he's like 45. Yeah, it and, won't be uh, when, it, yeah, when it's yeah. cool. Right. And so it's like, look, again, I'm not hating on Jake Paul because I, I, I have no problem with him doing this and they're making a crap ton of money doing it, uh, at least according to them. Um I just I don't know what we're doing here. I don't care about seeing him fight these no name boxers, even if they are tech. Even if this guy had a real resume, mm-hmm. I've never heard of him. Nobody has, including boxing fans. So it's like, I don't know. I just don't know what we're doing here. But the Jake Paul saga continues. You know what I want to see? I want to see him fight Mike Tyson. Yeah, they Again, talk about it. I I would love to see that. I'd love to see him fight someone I recognize yeah. at the very least. Because uh, at least yeah, you're gonna fight an old it. guy. Like I just that'd be fun. Tyson might kill. He him. probably would still kill him. No, I think yeah, he would definitely I, I kill him. Tyson yeah. boxed in one of those. Like I think he boxed somebody. Yeah, like a he boxed like exhibition who thing. Did he box. What was the deal? Like they weren't supposed to hit each other in the face or something. But like I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, Mike is. I mean, obviously we're not talking prime Mike here, but Mike is still with it in there enough. I think he would put the mitts on Jake Paul. I'd kill him. Uh, was he, he was, training? He was, uh, he was training Francis. Francis. Yeah, so, I mean, Francis. Right, is, uh, I mean, apparently, Mike Tyson's also the best boxing coach of all time because I mean he turned. Francis, who had never competed in the sport, to uh, knocking out Tyson Fury. I mean, not knocking him out, but knocking him down. He and kicked his ass, though. Beating him like, up. Beating yeah. up Tyson Fury. So, in a uh, way, he hasn't really been beaten up before. Which, yeah. So, we okay, we have to touch on that real quick before we wrap up. Um, dude, Francis, is uh, that was impressive. And I'm just wondering what the hell is going to happen with his next fight. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, look. That's what this is what this is what sports entertainment and fighting is getting two people who we both recognize mm-hmm. and we're like hey I'd kind of like to see who would win in a fight between these two guys. I understand I'm breaking down a very simple thing here, but it's so stupid when people that are like talking about UFC or talking about boxing, they're talking about these fights and it's like why would we do that fight? Yeah. It's like 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 the people that are like why why doesn't Jake Paul fight fight a real championship? Like why would we do that fight? Like yeah. None of us are wondering if Jake Paul is a championship level fighter. <laughs> Whereas Francis Ngannou, as crazy as it is, Curtis, he just beat up a you know a guy that some he's not the best heavyweight boxer of all time, but some have made that argument. A guy who's at least in the conversation and has had a tremendous career and tremendous resume. Francis was every bit as good as him in that oh, ring. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, he lost the decision in Saudi Arabia. I mean, even if you think he lost the fight, which, you know, plenty of people do. I just mean, like, he was clearly competitive Oh yeah. to where I watch it. And I'm Dropped like, man, yeah. I wonder if he could beat up Anthony Joshua. You know, like, I'm really – and, look, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a boxing expert. I, I, I'm not an MMA expert either, but I would – I feel more comfortable spouting out my takes on MMA. But, like, I have no idea if Anthony Joshua truly, like, is made of the whatever to – I don't know if he's better than Tyson Fury. Again, because boxing is stupid. 
and they don't ever put the guys that we recognize in there together and the mm-hmm. guys who we actually want to see fight in there together. Um, so it's fascinating that Francis Ngannou has kind of become this connective tissue between these boxers that don't want to fight each other. Yeah, if he's never going to fight John Jones in MMA, right? Then, uh, yeah, dude, like you might as well just. Which, by the way, that's another <laughs> one that I'm worried. Like I mentioned, Connor fighting Jake when he's 47. Yeah, I'm worried that we will one day get Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. Which, like on paper, that should be the biggest MMA fight ever. Aside, you know, aside, you could argue like Connor Habib or like whatever. Yeah. Francis Ngannou versus John Jones, and if it ever comes, boys, we will come right here and tell you why. That is the best fight. You could make in humanity and right now, yeah. I really think oh, so. Dude, and I'm worried that John Jones is gonna. I mean, I think John Jones has kind of only got a couple couple fights left. Max, right? I don't think Francis has a ton. He's an older guy. I think he's looking to make a lot of money, which he is going to make oh, so yeah, much. Dude, he's getting paid. Um, also, want to laugh. By the way, there should be a documentary, not a documentary, a real movie on Francis's entire life. Yeah, Francis and Ganu, man, swam to his freedom from Cameroon, <laughs> swam to France. Tried to join a boxing gym, couldn't afford equipment, had to like bounce around, slept, was homeless for a while, somehow finds his way to a boxing gym. Someone convinces him along the way to do MMA. All of a sudden he's a UFC star. And now he is literally one of the most he's the big he's one of the biggest stars in combat sports. What a freaking athlete, man. I mean, like, what a dude. And like yeah. he's just fascinating, man. He's just one of the most fascinating figures. And for those that don't know who Francis Ngannou is, please Google him right now. I yeah. don't know how you'll do it because I don't even know how to spell his name. It's N G A N N O U double or just start O-U. typing in Francis. It'll but yeah, populate. Francis. Just yeah. it'll plot. But dude, Francis yeah. Ngannou is the man. Yeah. I can't wait for that movie when it comes out. That oh, people t- when people can really hear his story. It's it's unreal, man. I'm yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. And I, I believe that fight is the same weekend as Sean O'Malley fighting for the uh, the bantamweight belt against Cheeto Vera. As which uh, you have the theory that. The reason that UFC card is so loaded up is because of that, right? Or a little partly. bit. I it's think not it's the a same night, bit. right? But it's. Or I is think it? it's. I, I want to say they're doing the boxing on Friday. Okay, yeah. But it's the same weekend for sure, and or maybe they're doing a weird thing where it's like at, in the afternoon or something like that. Right. Maybe I think the UFC it, yeah. likes to do that. I remember they made Canelo Alvarez wait to walk out so Nate Diaz and uh, Jorge Masvidal could finish their BMF tight, title fight back in the day. Um, and I also think there's a lot. Of, I mean, the UFC loves to go to Miami and bring a good card. Um, it's interesting because UFC 300 is in April that they wouldn't maybe stack that one a little bit more. But I'm, uh, you know, as a Sean O'Malley fan, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to be upset because he's going to get the pay per view points for, uh, <laughs> for that card, which is going to be loaded. My boy Dustin Poirier, Louisiana native, on that card. When the time comes, we'll, do, we'll dive deep into it, man. There's a lot of fun fights on the horizon. So uh, if you're a fight fan, man, tap in. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna oh, be, yeah. we'll tap in over the next few months on the six pack. We'll, yeah. we'll 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 touch on it. Cannot wait. We're almost done. We're almost out of here. Yeah. Five down, one to go. That means we're going to uh, to a little whip around. Several things we want to touch on. First of all, and most importantly, by the way, happy birthday, Makai Mitchell <laughs> and Mikhail Mitchell, because you're one and the same. Yes. <laughs> uh, one year ago today is in when... In this context, they really are one and the same. It is true. <laughs> one year ago today is when those two teamed up to just beat the hell out of Texas A&M, yeah. Bud Walton Arena. Um, Kai's coming off a, a double-double. Maybe he's going to have a, you know, a, a happy birthday with a win at Missouri. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Or... Did he do a 12-hour tequila bender before his birthday? You never know. We never know. We'll find <laughs> you out. just never know, man. Find out at Incomo tonight, not at Bud Walton Arena. Exactly. Speaking of Incomo, we have more great news to report, which is, boys, the managers are back on track. 
Yeah, they are. Arkansas managers went to Missouri, went on the road, you know, took a tough loss to number one Kentucky by yeah. six Happens. at Bud Walton Arena Friday. Uh, but they bounce back in a big way, go on the road to Columbia, double digit win over Missouri to get back on track. Shout out to the managers. They're back. They're rolling. That's huge. Was Missouri, did Missouri have a good managers team? Were they? Uh, were I don't they know. On? We don't know. I don't know. Uh, now I guess the managers, the the real basketball team, won't be in town for a while. So I guess the managers also won't be in town for a this little bit. True. They yeah. don't have any home games coming up. But next time they have a home game, I guess it'll be like two weeks. Yeah, maybe Georgia has a team. They'll come. We've got to find a way in the building. I mean, yeah. we we floated Riley Hall as a potential head coach on the uh, John Neighbors show yesterday. I guess it got really off the rails, but. Riley Hall, we floating here for head coach. We're telling you that we're we're giving you post game tips. Just let us in the building, man. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I mean, we're even playing up your contributions when you were a part of those games. <laughs> we, li- we had them correct the record. Taking, by the way, people yeah. were like, oh, "Actually, actually, Riley, they were they were yeah. ripping on your game." Some people were taking it. shots at you. Like, I just I just have a feeling they might be selling you short. That's all I'm saying. That's that's that's, yeah, that's what that's we think. It, we know. think you're capable. But again, we'd like to critique your game even further. Let us in the building. That's what we want to do. Man. Yeah, come on, man. I got to yeah. I got to tell like. You guys are going to have to convince me to ever bet again. Like you're going to have to convince me to ever bet again because last night pissed me off so much. Three-leg parlay, and I took two risks. I took two dogs, plus 100. Marquette, winner. Indiana, winner. The easy leg, the easy part of it. North Carolina, the number three team in the country, minus 450, and they lose in the last seconds to Georgia Tech. And I texted you guys at the time. I said, I'm done. I'm out. I'm deleting the app. Never doing it again. Well, you know what I did right then? I was looking at some live action. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, The two top candidates to replace Eric Musselman as head coach at Arkansas, if and when he ever decides to leave, Chris Beard and Jerome Tang. Those two guys are coaching right now. Hmm, It's uh, halftime. I've got, oh, Ole Miss at home. uh, Yeah, give me that winner. Oh, wait, Kansas State is down 14 at home at halftime to Oklahoma. They'll co- they'll cover eleven and a half. They'll make a second half run. Bull crap. They lost by twenty. That yeah. Well, so I, I lost I was, both of those, and sadly, I'm ticked off about. I it. I bet on both of those games as well. Luckily, I did not have any parlays going on, but I I was all in. Luck, and we talked about this, Curtis. Yesterday, we sat in this very room. We had a conversation about how we're going to do the units, and we're going to take. We're going to really have an intentional game plan or whatever. I didn't do that last night, but what I did do was placed three units on Ole Miss and only. One unit on, uh, I, I think I live bet Kansas State. I don't know when I did it. Probably around the same time you did. I had them at like plus eight and a half, mm. just live spread, and I, it was in the first half. They end up losing by twenty at home. That was yeah, crazy. Man. But uh, so hey, if we're starting the sweepstakes of who's going to be Arkansas's next head coach, Chris Beard takes an early lead. Big win last night for the Rebs in the the basketball egg bowl. Yeah, in, in the basketball egg bowl. That was actually a good game. Shout out to the Gamecocks, by the way. I did not bet on that game. Good but for I them, though, have. man. God, they are uh, they they're good, credit, man. man. They might be yeah, good. They might be good. Shout out to Lamont Paris, man. That's a tremendous job. And yeah. we, we've talked about it a few times how he was like kind of baffled at SEC Media Day that they were picked last in the conference. Missouri was picked ninth. That's crazy. We found that out yesterday. That's pretty nuts. But uh, yeah, I think it's kind of funny looking back on it like that. He he knew right <laughs> away. He's like, nah. Yeah, nah. We, ain't, we yeah. ain't 14. I'm just <laughs> telling you. I don't know who it is, but any of this. I love that. Um, <clears throat> final thing here. We. Shout out to Fayetteville High School. Shout out. We got to shout out. Fit. All right, look, we, we're, we're citing, we cite shaky sources on this program a lot. We're citing one specific source who tweeted this out as like an account with 12 followers. They said Fayetteville High School is the only high school in America with two participants in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to do the research to fact check them, but it, it's believable, right? Yeah, I think so. Why um, not? 
My buddy Michael's calling me right now. Seems legit. Hey, Mike, let me let me call you back in like two minutes. I'm I'm recording a podcast right now. All right, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I would have just given you all the shady button. I would have absolutely just given you all the shady button. You know, my boy, my, I can't, I can't decline Michael Beck's calls. I, wow. I don't, I do not decline Michael Beck's calls when I can afford to. What were we talking about? Fayetteville High School, the only high school in America. There you go. We're trusting that Twitter account. Well, I'm, I'm trusting them. I'm not going to do the research, but it's believable, right? Like, who, so. what other high school yeah. would have two? I don't know. The, the one that had uh, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw probably has a couple participants, maybe, but. Yeah, whatever. I think if it's it cool, is, man. but if it is, regardless, even Whether if they're the only ones or not, yeah. It's, even it's if still IMG awesome. Academy had five, I don't care. Fayetteville High School, especially just being like a public school in yeah. the state of Arkansas, like that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Purple dogs. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to Miss Purple Dog, our videographer Stephanie Brown. She does a really good job. That's not what she's referencing, right? She didn't go to Fayetteville High School. I have no idea. I don't think. I don't, I don't think. I think she's she's not from Fayetteville at all. I don't know. No clue about that. So one. never mind. I take back the shout out. Do not shout out Stephanie Brown. She's still worthy of a shout out, just for not that reason. We'll see. Yeah. TBD. Whatever. We're done. Six pack down, man. It's done. Uh, Curtis, I wanted to uh, get your thoughts. Okay. Well, and I want to get the, the fans' thoughts. All, all, all twelve of them. We want to get y'all's thoughts. We're thinking about doing uh, doing a little interesting stuff for tomorrow's, I guess, Friday's show. I, I pitched to Curtis the idea of have us having a nice little night out and just recording it at midnight on thursday um especially if we're gonna put it out on friday it's like you know we might as well just go ahead and do it so that we don't have to come in here and do it in the morning and then i started thinking curtis would it be the craziest thing in the world if we just went live having an actual six-pack maybe we've maybe maybe we do that beforehand and we just come on here a little buzzing uh i i think you know wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world so if you want to if you want to chat with us at midnight on thursday night let us know. We'll maybe we'll make it happen. We're we're experimenting with some ideas. Who we want to we want to hear from the people for the let the record show that I'm all in for that, um, especially if, if the stop is flyway. So worst case, yeah, as, especially if we're going to flyway. I think that might be our like individually, but like both of our favorite places to eat right now and yes. drink. I mean, it's definitely as, it's definitely my favorite place to exist. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's true too. And uh, yeah, I like doing all those things there. It's just yeah. a fun. It's just a fun time. But yeah. uh, so stay tuned for that. Maybe yeah. uh, you know, maybe you get a little notification. That's what you should do is turn that notification bell on. That way, yeah. if we do go live at midnight on Thursday, um, you know, we wake you up. You can sneak out uh, <laughs> away from the wife or away from the husband, whoever's watching. You know, just go downstairs and uh, and check it out and participate. <laughs> right, there participate. They'll start hearing our voices in the background. You know, come down. Like, yeah. Who is that? I'm just hanging with the boys. It's Don't worry. It's not Jake from State Farm. It's Curse and Andrew from Natty State Sports, and I'm we just, sound hideous. I'm handling a six pack. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. No, I think it's a good idea, man. Good show today. Good, good show today. It. Not the worst one we've ever done. For no, sure. definitely not that. Uh, not, probably not the best one we'll ever do either. Or That's all we can hopefully. hope for. You know, <laughs> we hope that our sports teams get caught cheating or get investigated for cheating, and we hope yes. that. We can produce mid-tier content. Absolutely. That's that's the that's the goal and that's the standard over here. Well Absolutely. Cool. Well appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, we'll be back, you know, sometime here soon, but at the very uh bare minimum, you'll have something in your feed Friday around uh around lunchtime, because that's what we do. But on behalf of Andrew Ellis and Curtis Wilkerson with Nice State Sports, and we will catch you guys very, very soon.